The Congress seems inclined to ensure furloughed and working without pay federal employees get their back pay once the shutdown ends. That's always been the case, but it's not enough. At least not in the opinion of Jeff Neal, a former federal chief human capital officer who joins me now. And so back pay is not enough. Give us your rationale, Jeff. Well, Tom, my, my belief is that it's not enough because people don't have the savings that they, that they need to be able to survive when their pay is cut off. You know, we always tell people and financial advisors always say this, you should have three months or even six months of, of expenses saved. The problem is a lot of people don't make enough money to do that. You know, if you are someone making thirty dollars to $40,000 a year, and there are a lot of federal employees in that position, just accumulating a couple of months of, of your pay, saving 5% of pay period, would take you six or seven years. And so so folks just can't afford it sometimes. And so we'll, we'll tell people, oh, you know, save, and then, you know, you'll get your back pay. But if you can't pay your rent, if you can't pay the copay on medicines you might need for yourself or your children, if you can't pay for groceries, then back pay isn't good enough. You know, I talked to one federal executive last week who said his employees are telling them they can't afford money to drive to work. You know, they live in a part of the country where you know, you're driving 40, 50 miles to get to work each way, and they can't afford the gas. So back pay doesn't help people who are on the lower end of the income scale. What mechanism would you recommend and where would the money come from and who should pay for it? What do you see as a better model than simply giving them the back pay once the once it's all over? Well, I, I think what we need to do is eliminate the need for back pay. And, and there have been a couple mechanisms proposed for that. Uh, one of them is an automatic CR uh, continuing resolution anytime there's a lapse in appropriations. So Congress can't use the the shutdowns as political leverage. What's, what's happened over the last few years is, is the White House and the Congress are using shutdowns as leverage, which means they're using the livelihoods of federal employees as political leverage. Uh, something that triggered an automatic CR, even if it was just a CR to cover salaries, would be much better than the situation where if Congress and the president don't agree on something, we just shut down all or part of the government and let people you know, fend for themselves. It's not a good way to work. Stemming from the last shutdown in 2013, there, there's the famous class action suit of 25,000 people who a judge ruled were entitled to liquidated damages from, again, 2013. They haven't gotten it yet. Now, at least four parties have sued for different, on behalf of different unions, for this current shutdown, which could, if legal precedent holds, means tens of thousands of more people could get liquidated damages. Could that possibility be some kind of a forcing function for Congress when it discovers that routinely now it's going to have to pay not only the back pay, but for those that win this lawsuit, that pay once again as liquidated damages? No. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish it would. I, I wish we could say, oh my God, Congress sees that money is going to be wasted and they immediately take action. And if you look at that 2013 shutdown, the best estimates are that it cost about $25 billion. So you know, when you look at all the, the, the money that was wasted on the shutdown, you know, a few million dollars here and there for damages to an employee, I don't think they're going to care about. It's just, it's not the way they work. We're speaking with Jeff Neal. He is former chief human capital officer at the Homeland Security Department. He's now a senior vice president at ICF. 
Now, this one has dragged on longer than any of them. And it seems like there is, yes, kind of lack of equity for people that are especially not well paid, the people that are making less than six figures, in some cases well below six figures. What's their recovery mechanism, do you think? I mean, in your experience, how do people get back from something like that when you used to supervise 30 or 80 or 90,000 of them? Uh, It's difficult because you end up with employees who come back stressed. They've... You know, they're waiting on a paycheck. The problem when people come back is that they don't immediately get their paycheck. You know, it's not like the, the shutdown is is lifted and today they get their check. So you've got people coming back still stressed and frustrated because they haven't been paid and worried about paying their bills. And they're kind of offended. You know, you you are expected to do your job. Yet we see political leaders. I use the term leader lightly. We used we see political leaders not doing their jobs. You know, it, one of the things we lose sight of, and it's kind of it's kind of important to mention it, you know, what we're talking about right now is appropriations for the fiscal year that began on October 1st. So you know, here we are in mid-January, and we're still talking about trying to get money appropriated for a fiscal year that began four months ago. If, if you or I did our jobs that way, we would probably be fired. And so employees come back and they're expected to do their jobs and they're expected to perform at peak efficiency, yet they see the people that are supposed to be leading them who didn't do their jobs. And, and they, they come back frustrated and they come back wanting to talk about what happened during the shutdown. And, and so you end up with lost productivity because of that. You end up with things you have to turn back on. You know, if you're a contract specialist, for example, and you spent a little time before the shutdown, or right at the shutdown start, telling people to stop work on contracts, now you have to go back and do all the work to start those things back up again. So there's a lot of work that needs to be done to to actually recover from the shutdown. It's more than just, you know, pass an appropriation and then all of a sudden everything is wonderful again. It, it takes a while. You know, I, I would say the typical organization that's been shut down for a month now, uh, is probably going to take a month or two to be operating normally again. So it's not an easy thing to recover from. And what about contractors? I mean, now you work for a contractor, and many contractor employees who are day in, day out, on site, next to federal employees, you know, the old saying, you can only tell who's who by the color of the badge, Mm -hmm. should they be compensated in some way, too, because they can't be carried by their companies necessarily? Well, I think there are a lot of people who would like to see that happen. It's particularly a problem for small companies, you know, where they might have 10 employees and, and the contract that they have is is all they have. A lot of people, I think, would like to see Congress do something to make those folks whole, too. And and the problem you run into, though, is where do you stop? You know, if you if you look around around places where there are large concentrations of federal employees, you'll also see lots of small businesses that are suffering. You know, the, the, the restaurant that people used to go to to eat lunch when they're not at work, nobody's going there to eat lunch, and those people are suffering. So at some point, we have to, to stop uncompensating people for it. But, but federal workers are clearly the most directly impacted and second most directly impacted are the contractors who have to stop work. And then you have all the people who get 
services from federal agencies who don't get those services during a shutdown and they're affected and 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 it goes on and on and on you know the the effect on the economy is pretty significant when the largest spender in the world actually stops spending so much jeff neal is former homeland security chief human capital officer now a senior vice president at icf as always thanks so much we'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash federal drive subscribe to the federal drive at itunes or podcast one Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.